You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode number 17. Welcome, 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 my friend. I'm so glad you're here. Um, If you're new here, hello, my name is Sarah and I'm a Western wedding photographer based in Northern Nevada. I'm also a business educator for creative and rural, ranchy, and Western small businesses. My heart is on freaking fire for helping others succeed in the world of entrepreneurship when it feels like all the odds are stacked against you because same girl, same. Um, I'm not here to teach you how to be a millionaire. I'm just going to be straight up with you. However, I firmly believe that with all of this knowledge, you totally could be. But I just want to show you how to add income into your life by doing something you're passionate about. If you're not already in the Facebook group for this podcast, I would highly encourage you to join that because it's full of extra bonuses from the episodes. It's where I ask questions um, and get to know you guys a little bit better so that I can help you throw throw, grow, and thrive. I just mixed like two words together. Um, But yeah, we're all about community here and just lifting each other up and building something that we're passionate about and that we love. So make sure you head on over to Facebook and join the Facebook group. It's the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. All you have to do is click join and answer a few quick questions. I'm going to even pause for a moment while you do so. Okay, so Are you ready for the show today? Today's episode is going to be a lot of fun, but maybe a little eye-opening. A few weeks ago, I asked you to send in your business horror stories, and y'all did not disappoint. Let me tell you, these stories blew my freaking mind. I'm going to be reading these and addressing them with my thoughts, my opinions, and just overall reactions. Some of them I've read ahead of time and some of them I'm completely blind reacting to. I got so many of these, so there might be a part two coming. Um, I'm just trying to get through as many as I possibly can. But before anybody asks, because I know some people are probably going to reach out to me, so before you all go into my Instagram and start DMing me questions, I am not going to be sharing any of my own personal horror stories just for the sake of I'm not trying to call anyone out. All the stories I'm sharing today are going to be completely anonymous from both sides, including the business owners and the customers. So please, again, don't message me and like beg to hear my stories because I will not share them. However, just for your own entertainment, I'm going to share a couple of funny moments that has happened to me in the past few years of photographing weddings because I think we all deserve a laugh before we start cringing from these stories. So I actually have two. And both took place when I was in the middle of taking the wedding party photos. So if you're not like a wedding photographer, you don't understand what I'm talking about. It's basically, you know, if they do a first look, sometimes couples will do this before the ceremony. Otherwise, it's usually done after the ceremony and it's just the formal photos with the whole entire wedding party all together. So I think for both of these, both couples did a first look. So this was before the ceremony. Um... And I was, for this first story, I was focusing on the bride and the bridesmaids and I had them all lined up. I was doing their bridal formals, like everything was good. Um, And we were doing them right where the ceremony was going to be. So I had them lined up kind of up at the, uh, where their like altar was. It was a really pretty area. 
so we were doing their pictures there everyone's lined up looking good um and they actually had these little like wooden stakes in the ground so it was all like the ground was grass and they had these little stakes in the ground with this like tiny string attached from one side to the other and basically this went the whole length of the bridesmaids like and and the bride and the sorry the groomsmen <laughs> so that on both sides they were at the same angle and the string basically was like a guide so that when they walked up during the ceremony everybody would just like push their ankles up to the string and then they would all be in like this perfect line and I've never seen anyone do that before but it was actually really smart and I had a few thoughts when I first saw this and one of those was being that like that's a pretty good idea to like get everybody to be like perfectly aligned and like to look really good for their photos and everything but my other thought was somebody is totally going to trip on that but little did I know that that person would be me. I should know myself better than that, but it was 100% me. So there we are. We're taking these photos. Everything's good. And I walk up to one of the bridesmaids just to like adjust her flowers or her dress or something. And as I was backing up to like take the photo, my foot completely got stuck underneath the string and down I went, cameras and all. Oh my gosh, it was horrible. And luckily everything was okay. All my gear was fine, but I probably turned like 50 shades of red in that moment and everyone just kind of gasped and like looked at me and it was so awkward. I was super embarrassed and I just brushed it off with like a really awkward laugh and just tried to forget about it and go on about my day. Um, so that was kind of mortifying, but it was fine. Um, and then, the, and of course no one else tripped over it. I was the only one, like go figure. Um, and then the second story also happened to be when I was focusing on the bride and the bridesmaids. Like, I'm starting to notice a trend here. I embarrass myself a lot in front of the, the bride and bridesmaids, I guess. But I was focusing on them, but the groomsmen were still there. They were just kind of like off to the side and behind me, like waiting for their turn to do pictures. And apparently I was wearing, so I was wearing these like black skinny jeans, um, with like a flowy top which is kind of a normal look for me for weddings but I didn't realize that these particular jeans like did not stretch very much and they were not like they didn't like sit on my hips very well or like stay up on my hips very well and I didn't really notice this until this moment but um I went to go I'm I have them all lined up whatever we're taking their pictures and I go to like adjust the bride's dress like the bottom of her dress and like fluff it out or something and so I walk up to her and I like squat down and apparently the whole tail end of my underwear was just like sticking out of my pants and all of the groomsmen saw it and of course had to comment on it in front of everyone. <laughs> I was mortified. I, oh my gosh, it was like the most embarrassing moment. And we all had a good chuckle about it. And I really just tried not to die of embarrassment in that moment. And we went about the day. Everything was fine. It was all good. But I was extra cautious about my jeans and pants for the rest of the day and how I was positioned and when I would squat down. And I made sure to go out and buy different clothes that did not do that after that. So um, for all my wedding photographers that are listening to this or pretty much anybody in any service industry, like if people are watching you or in general, just make sure you like know what you're wearing and that it's suitable for what you're doing because that I would not wish that on anybody. <laughs> 
Okay, well, there you guys have it. Those are my very embarrassing stories. So it's kind of fun to look back and laugh on them now. But in the moment, oh my gosh, I was so mortified. So let's move on now to the horror stories that you guys sent in because they're just too freaking good. (laughs) Okay, ready and go. Okay, so story number one is from a florist, just to give you guys some perspective. Again, I'm not saying any names. So it says, I was working under someone at the time. Me and another worker, the manager, went to set up a wedding. The location was a huge ballroom that had an upstairs that overlooked the ballroom. And there was, oh, and where the bride and girls were getting ready so they could look out to see us setting up the reception area. Okay, the maid of honor comes down about 10 minutes after we were setting up. And some tables were done to tell us that the bride hates hydrangeas and that she didn't want any in her centerpieces. Well, we had at least 15 centerpieces that were huge and had many hydrangeas in them. And to give you context, the owner that does all the consultations and works with the brides has a no flower list on every contract for this reason so that we never use a flower a bride did not want or like. I told the maid of honor that I was just setting up but that my manager was outside and that and would be inside in a few minutes and that I would let her know. I continued to work on setting up things and a few minutes later she came back to tell me that the bride was now crying because her centerpieces had hydrangeas in them. Oh no. And that she hated hydrangeas and wanted them taken out. I told her that she could talk to my manager and that that had just walked into the ballroom and that she would better she would better help resolve this. Uh, we always take the contract to two setups for this reason to show that she signed it and that uh, <laughs> it did not say hydrangeas were a no-go flower. However, as all the service as all service industry people know, a client The client is never wrong. I should have read this ahead of time. I'm like butchering this. Okay, so however, as all service industry people know, the client is never wrong. So we loaded up all of the centerpieces and took them back to the shop. This was a Saturday and the wholesale house is at the end of their week and almost has no flowers. We took out every hydrangea. These take up a lot of room in arrangements and had to figure out what to replace with it. We drove around for about an hour to all the different wholesale flower places, stores, etc., to find enough flowers to fill these arrangements with. Spent way over budget because we swapped hydrangeas for dahlias. I hope I'm saying that right. That you need twice as many got the centerpieces all back to the reception and set up was all good. I have done probably over a hundred weddings and that was the only one that ever complained about hating their flowers. Oh, I feel for you in this situation so much. Holy cow. Um, that's crazy. Okay. So this was kind of a blind react. I got this story and I just like very briefly skimmed it and I did not read all the details. Um, I think you guys handled this like extremely well though. Like there's nothing worse than having a client upset. Like, and I think, I mean, I don't know for me personally, like I try to separate like my personal thoughts versus like my business thoughts. I try to keep a professional brain in situations like this, but it is really hard not to like when it is your own business and things like that. Um, And I know in this situation, you said you were working under somebody, but um, it's so hard to like not take these things personally and get like super upset and just like emotionally invested into it. Um, I think you guys handled it really well, though. I mean, 
I have such a soft heart for especially brides on their wedding days like that is supposed to be the best day of your life like I do think there is a limit like don't let people take advantage of you um, because that obviously has happened I've experienced it but at the same time like well like you said like the client's never wrong and that's obviously like a very common statement and I think most of the time we all should abide by that but there are situations where like again we don't need people just walking all over us either I think to be a good service um be good in the service industry though you guys did you handled it very professionally um you handled that very well by just basically swallowing the money and saying all right let's just make this bride happy and do what she wants to do um because at the end of the day even though it was over budget and probably um you might have taken a loss on that um you're more likely to get recommendations from that bride or to still come out with like a positive review versus if you just said oh sorry like it is what it is this is what you ordered um or you know you never said no hydrangeas then like she would be upset and probably bash you or maybe try to get a refund or like it could blow up in a million different ways. So I think it's, you know, worth it to save yourself the heartache, to save yourself the possibility of that just turning out like so much worse than it could have. So um, you guys did awesome. I think that was handled very well, but oh my gosh, how stressful and like honestly how annoying would that be? <laughs> okay, moving on to story number two. Okay, so this story is from somebody who says that they worked as the manager for, um, I don't know how to describe this without saying the name, but it's basically, it's a bigger, more well-known company where they do like custom engravings and embroidery and things like that. Um, and so this person says, a customer placed an order with the home office and had it shipped to my store for pickup. Home office spelled the name wrong six times and refused to let me give the customer any help or discount. Uh, she got so mad, she threatened me in front of the whole store and my assistant had to call mall security and come take her away. <laughs> oh! Oh my gosh, that's insane. Okay, first of all, this is like, they're not like a huge company, but like it's a big enough company to where like I've heard of it. I know what this is um, and it's pretty popular for like special events in your lives and things like that. Um, I'm probably totally giving it away. I don't know. But anyway, like that is just crazy to me that they messed up. They screwed up. It was their fault. They messed up six times on this lady's thing and they were not going to offer any sort of discount. They wouldn't let you like make it right with her. That just that kind of stuff irritates me and it's so bad for your you know it's terrible customer service it's terrible client experience like this store is supposed to be all about like creating these magical memories for people and like making these beautiful things for people to you know cherish forever and you they just like totally put like tainted their name like that's just that is awful and like good props for you for like wanting to make it right and that's so sad that they like had enough power over you to where like they that you couldn't do it anyways and like uh, uh that just annoys me I don't like that 
Okay, and then, so the same person, she sent a couple stories. In the middle of the busy holiday season, because everybody wants candles around for Christmas, we ran out of fragrance for Christmas tree. So instead of marking it as sold or unavailable, they used a different lower quality fragrance that didn't even smell the same. People, of course, noticed and gave a ton of negative reviews on the product, all of which they ignored. <gasps> no! <laughs> Talk about trying to just be like super sneaky for like no reason. Oh my goodness. That is so crazy. Like why would you not just say sold out? Like why would you try to go around and like lie to people? Like this is what blows my mind is like I've seen this in so many industries where like businesses try to just get the upper hand of people whether it's clients or other business owners or whatever it is they just like think they're being so sneaky and smart but like people aren't stupid and I think people don't give other people enough credit or like the benefit of the doubt for like how smart they actually are like I I just don't even know I actually would love to know what the like replacement fragrance was and like how obvious it was because like okay if the candle was Christmas tree and then like the other scent was called pine and like maybe they're different scents but they're like not totally far off like at least that's a little more not that I think it's okay by any means but at least it like would make sense of like trying to like just supplement one for the other but like it would be so funny if it was like Christmas tree and then they replaced it with like pumpkin and then tried to call it Christmas tree still or something like I just I don't know that's crazy to me uh people no, do not do that. <laughs> okay, and then the same person um, also said, there was a time where the owners went out of town and I don't, is this all for the same company? Oh my gosh. There was a time where the owners went out of town and ordered 600 pounds of glassware to be delivered, told all of us that it wouldn't be in until they got back, only to have it show up, of course, why they were gone and left us five women to move it all by ourselves and never said thank you. I was so upset and in pain. I yelled at them and they told me I was being a child and to stop overreacting. Oh my gosh. If this is all, like, this is all the same person. These, like, last three stories was all the same person. And it kind of looks like these are all the same company. Holy cow! I'm so glad you don't work for them anymore. Like, this just seems like such a toxic work environment. And, like, they clearly do not care about the well-being of their customers or employees because that's ridiculous. Like, I mean, I, I just, I don't even know. Like, I don't think I would have personally, like, I'm just a passive enough person that, like, if glass and stuff got delivered, like, I probably would just move it too and, like, not really question it. But, like, to basically, like, if you approach them afterwards and, like, said, you know, hey, not cool, like, we didn't know we were gonna have to do that, and they just said, get over it, like, I don't know, that's just crazy to me that they would be disrespectful. Now, if that's actually part of your job, and, like, it's in your job description that you're gonna have to move things or whatever, and, like, maybe it's not that big of a deal, like, I also believe in not complaining about every tiny little thing, but I just, I think straight up, like, if you're an employer and you feel like that is part of your employee's job, like, you can have that discussion in, like, a professional way without being like, hey, stop being a baby. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, yeah, if you're, um, 
like this is still applies to like business owners like if you have like a team working under you or you're thinking about making a hire consider that to be good advice for you when you start building a team and like adding people on treat them with respect and like look at them as part of your business and they're part of the reason why you're growing I think a big mistake people make is like when they're at the top of the pyramid if you want to call it that and like they have employees or contractors underneath them that work for them that's how they view it is they work for you which yeah is true but they work with you and that's like the mindset I think you should have is like if your company is if they grow your company grows and you know you should all be wanting to like grow together it shouldn't just be like a you point a finger at them and say do this and they hate you for it so anyway be be better let's just be better people okay story number three uh says when i started my business working on horses a fellow practitioner and (laughs) practitioners in quotations and i say that in quotations because i would not consider them a practitioner whatsoever Uh, They began harassing me and slandering my name. She harassed me on three different occasions and it was nasty enough that I actually had to report her to the company and which she had purchased her equipment from twice. She still continues to talk badly about me and my business even though she's a 30-year-old woman, has tons of clients, and I am a 20-year-old entrepreneur. Not to mention that she gossips with high school rodeo kids and also talks badly about them to each other. Starting a business is hard enough, and then being bullied and harassed for starting a business by a grown woman is just disgusting. But despite her negativity, my business is growing and thriving. A lot of her own clients dropped her as a practitioner because of her mouth and disregard for animal care. This is so sad and really is disgusting and is truly just like a prime example of what jealousy looks like and um, you see this a lot in pretty much any industry you go in and it's impossible to escape it and I think we all have felt it on both ends of this Um, and jealousy is really such an ugly green monster because so many of us think we won't be jealous and then all of a sudden something happens somebody just strikes the right chord and you get jealous and maybe you don't even associate it with jealousy at first it's just but all of a sudden you start feeling these like bitter feelings and you just want to see someone else fail and it's really sad that people believe those thoughts because I believe that there is room at the top for everybody and if you're in a position where like you're you have a business and like or you start a business at the same time as somebody else and like somebody else is just like growing and thriving or looks like they're just like doing amazing and crushing it and you feel like you're not um like slowly going up with them or whatever like that's not a reason to like hate them and you know maybe look at yourself and what you're doing and say like why am I not growing in the same way that they are what are they doing that I'm not doing um and you know really try to step out of your comfort zone and and find what works for you and I I just think like this is so adamant in like every type of industry there there's this person in everything and I've experienced it in the photography industry I experienced it when Um, I was like in the thick of training horses. There are other people out there that, you know, think that they can do everything better than you, that they know everything more than you. They can train horses better than you or you shouldn't do it this way or you should do it this way or blah, 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 blah. I mean, 
for everything. It doesn't matter what you do. There's always going to be somebody out there that like thinks they're better than you or that they could do it better than you. And 99% of the time that comes from a sense of jealousy and a place of just comparison. Um, and I've talked about comparison before. Um, but if you struggle with this, like one of my biggest things is to unfollow people or mute people. If you feel like toxic feelings when you see their stuff come up, if you're feeling that sense of comparison, just unfollow them. Social media is so it's such a blessing but it's also such a curse when it comes to comparing ourselves to others so if you struggle with that personally then I would suggest just like out of sight out of mind remove it from your site and then just you do you do what you're doing focus on yourself there are enough clients for everybody no matter what it is that you do there's plenty of customers. Um, a lot of people talk about how like certain markets are saturated, whether that's, you know, people that sell, you know, clothing or they are in the horse industry or they're in ranching or they're in photography or whatever it might be. People are always like, oh, it's so saturated. There's so many people that do this. True, but <laughs> that doesn't, again, that doesn't mean you can't do it. Think about like McDonald's and Burger King and Wendy's and Carl's Jr. and all the different fast food chains that sell the, literally they sell the same exact food. Like they have different names and like maybe different combinations, but like it's the same food. And do you think that, you know, the guy who built that Carl's Jr. on one side of the road um, th said, oh, there's already a McDonald's, you know, right there, like next door. Like I shouldn't build a Carl's Jr. here because McDonald's is already there. No, it's now there's like they're both there and they both do fine and like it is what it is. So just think like that. You have to think that like not everybody is um like you're not in competition with each other it doesn't have to be like that you you know like I said there's enough room for everybody at the top there's like billions of people in the world I promise you there are enough customers to go around so good for you for just sticking to your guns doing what you're doing you know just keep your eyes in your own lane um, and that lady, you know, she has her own path to walk so if she is that bitter and jealous like, you just got to let her be the way that she is and pray for her and hope for the best and and you just keep chugging along with what you're doing. So I think you're crushing it. All right, story number four. So this one says, so one of my teachers from high school had referred one of his past students from years earlier to me for engagement and wedding photos. Everything seemed fine and good. Communication was a little iffy, but otherwise no terrible red flags. This was the beginning of my business way before I started using HoneyBook. I was using paper contracts and collecting cash or check as payment. I remember having trouble trying to coordinate with them on when a good time to sign contracts and everything would be. I remember getting no response for days and responses were far and few between. I still, oh, still nothing too red flaggy though at this point. I knew that our schedules were super different and that they worked, they both worked full time. Finally, we got a meeting to sign and pay and we met at a Starbucks. I got home after signing, after the signing and realized that I sent them home with their signed copy, but forgot to get them to sign mine. So I asked her to send me a scanned copy of their contract and it took days, but I finally received a ton of messages. Oh, I finally received it after a ton of messages. And at this point they were trying, they weren't trying to blindside me. It just sucked that their communication was terrible. The wedding and everything ended up being fine and there were no hiccups on my part, but I do remember this. Her and her fiance are obsessed with old-timey vintage cars and their one request was to have their engagement and wedding photos by her grandpa's old model um, 
old model a i don't know cars so i don't know if that's like a thing or if that's a typo but i'm just gonna read it how it is um totally doable well her grandfather bought Oh, well, her grandfather brought his new wife to the wedding, who I guess no one likes and she wasn't invited. And then before we got to do the newlywed photos with the specific car, the grandfather decided to leave the wedding without saying anything to anybody or bye to the bride and groom. Fast forward a couple years later to fall of 2020, I get an inquiry from the bride again for family photos. This time I'm now using HoneyBook. <laughs> she DM'd me on Instagram and it was... Anne was super responsive, messaging back and forth, and filled out my contact form. Everything was great. I sent over a brochure on HoneyBook. She made a selection, sent over a project proposal, and boom, radio silence, crickets. I sent a couple follow-up emails throughout the span of over a couple weeks to see if I would get a response. She would read my emails anywhere between 30 to 60 times because HoneyBook allows you to see how many times they viewed the email. It was super bizarre. I texted her and DM'd her and still nothing. So finally... <laughs> actually with Sarah's advice. <laughs> That's so funny. I remember messaging you about this. Uh, sent an email saying that if I didn't receive a signature and payment that evening, I would be expiring her contract and canceling the project. Oh, I, yeah, I was gonna say, I never actually found out like how this ended up going. Um, I'm still curious. That's like a cliffhanger right there. Um, First off, how sad that they didn't get their wedding photos with their car that they wanted. Like, I hope they weren't upset with you for that because that's obviously not, that's out of your control if the grandpa just left and, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then, oh my gosh. So yeah, so she reached out for family photos and okay, you sent the contract. Everything's great. Sent over a brochure. She made a selection. Oh, you sent over a proposal. I think I read that as like she sent it over. Okay, because I was a little confused. I was thinking she sent it back to you, like, signed and good to go. So you sent over the project proposal, which has the contract and the invoice and all that, um, and then nothing. Okay, so you followed up, and boom, she would read them, and then nothing. Huh, yeah, I'm so curious how that ended up working out, because did she, like, ever actually end up responding or signing, or did it anything come from that? That's so crazy. Um, man, I situations like that are so hard like I could tell people all day how to prevent getting ghosted in the very beginning like if you're really if you have a really true brand and you are very authentic about your brand um, not to say you'll never get ghosted ever again but it happens a lot less when you start getting inquiries from people that are like reaching out for you they're not just price shopping um every now and then you'll still get the people that are reaching out to just you know how much do you charge they really could care less about who you are or what you do they just want to know how much you're you're charging um but if somebody's like really authentically in love with your brand and like who you are like you'll get a lot less ghosting now that's not necessarily what i'm saying this situation is because if she's being super responsive and then just quits after that like i don't know i'd like to give her the benefit of the doubt and think that maybe something just happened in her life and uh, she just fell off the wagon i don't know but if she's reading your email a bunch of times that's also kind of weird i i don't really know what to say um i mean again i don't know how this actually followed uh, like followed through what ended up happening um 
something that I like to do if people stop responding to me, which again, like this is what I told her to do in this situation was, you know, she was debating on like, should I still show up to the shoot? Like we picked the day, we picked the time, we picked all this stuff. She just didn't sign the contract. Um, I would not because you're not technically booked. Like if somebody has not signed and paid you the retainer, like you are not obligated to show up. Um, just because you've discussed a day and time doesn't mean they're officially on your books until they do the official steps that you require to get their name on your calendar. So I would not write their name in my calendar. I would not add it to my calendar. I would not, you know, hold anything for them until they do what is required of them. Um, and I say that from experience because I've been <laughs> in situations like long before, again, same thing, long before I started using HoneyBook to manage everything, I wouldn't require a retainer. I would just, you know, give people good faith that they would show up and uh, say, okay, like, yeah, let's do it here and you can pay me the day of and at the session and some people wouldn't show up at all and they would completely ghost me and some people wouldn't bring money and some people would just, you know, it, it, it's just, there's so much more of a responsibility if somebody has to pay for something ahead of time. They're just way more likely to be responsive and show up. In this situation, you're, you have all this communication, then all of a sudden they like don't want to talk to you anymore. Um, I don't know. That sucks. Um, and I would just probably, I mean, do what you did, like send an email and basically be straight up like, hey, just a reminder, like nothing is getting booked if you don't respond or if you don't sign this or pay this, then you're not, this isn't going to happen. So I'm curious to see how that ended up, but I think you handled that well. That's how I would handle it. Sometimes if people don't follow up with me, <laughs> um, depending on who it is or like how our communication has been going, um, I'll send follow-up emails that are like, you know, pretty nice and everything. Like I, being a bride myself in this season of life, like I know for a fact there were some people that I ghosted and it wasn't intentional. It's just I've been talking to so many people and there's just so much going on. So I can see it from their perspective a little bit um so I try to give people more of a benefit of the doubt now so usually my first like one to two follow-up emails will be um pretty understanding and pretty sweet and then at that point like if I see that they're reading my emails and they're still not responding I'll either be a lot more direct and say hey like I see you're not responding like it seems you've gone in a different direction so maybe this isn't a good time for you like feel free to talk to me whenever it is um until then like I'm removing your inquiry or I'll send them like a GIF of just like someone waiting impatiently. That's a little more passive aggressive of an approach, but it's gotten responses. So um, do with that what you will. But again, I think you handled this situation very well and uh, you'll have to let me know how it turned out. Okay, story number five. These are so good. So one of the most recent weddings I did was for a very sweet couple. I have known them for a little bit now and they booked me so far in advance. The couple themselves were not, hu were not a huge issue at all and everything overall went fairly smoothly until the day of the wedding. Oh no. I got to where the bride was getting ready pretty early. I had told her time and time again that she should start getting ready way earlier than she thinks she needs to. When I got there, she still had zero makeup on and was not even close to getting ready, was not even close to being ready by any means. We were supposed to do her bridles 30 minutes after I showed up. Ha, that didn't happen. <laughs> we ended up being an hour and a half off schedule. Luckily, I had my second shooter meeting me at the venue and he was able to get the groom's photos done without me. I wasn't about to just ditch the bride and all of her photos, right? 
So we're just all getting ready. Oh, so we're still just getting ready at the slowest pace possible. None of her bridesmaids were helpful by any means. In fact, half of them were like 17. <laughs> the bride and groom were probably in their mid-20s. So we're about an hour behind schedule. Bride still isn't finished with her makeup. I find out she's on her period and doesn't use tampons. Oh my gosh. TMI. I find out she's on her period and doesn't use tampons. So on her wedding day, she's wearing a white dress and a pad. Yikes. <laughs> stop then she tells me that a couple days before the wedding the florist got arrested for arse wait what okay i okay i definitely skimmed this story when this first got sent to me but it's all coming back to me this was a couple weeks ago now okay hold on back up for a minute the bride okay so first of all we have a bride that's on the time of the month like it is what it is that's probably my worst nightmare that that happens on my wedding but you know whatever okay like you do you boo maybe that works for her uh uh what then the okay hold on she tells me that the couple that a couple of days before the wedding the florist got arrested for arson a week prior she had lit her floral shop oh my gosh lit her floral shop on fire to commit insurance to commit insurance fraud they think and boom she was arrested so finally we were leaving to go to the venue i left about 20 minutes before the bride so that i could get to the venue and solidify things with the groom and my second shooter the plan was to the bride the plan was to the bridesmaids and oh to do i'm guessing to do the bride and bridesmaids photos when they got to the venue right before the ceremony well they arrived and then the bride tells me nope we don't have time and they will just do the photos later all right to each their own i guess well we start getting ready for the outdoor ceremony so i thought and then the groom tells me oh no one told you we changed the ceremony <laughs> the ceremony site they moved the ceremony to indoors so literally minutes before the ceremony i'm trying to set up my ocf um for those who don't know off camera flash set up in this janky <laughs> in this janky barn everything worked out but damn i was hit with a freaking bus all day whipped back and forth <laughs> i cannot with this story like i don't even know that i have advice for this i just i want to just like give you a hug because that is real rough like i mean a lot of that has nothing to even do with you it's just funny more than anything like the you know i mean the florist i cannot get past that the florist got arrested for arson she freaking lit her shop on fire are you joking me i would just be like my jaw just hit the ground when i read that oh that's so funny again that doesn't really have anything to do with like you as the business owner or anything or like the photographer but that is that's really funny um and then changing the ceremony site like that's super inconvenient for sure, but good for you for just like rolling with the punches and like making it work. And I really have no advice other than just dang, like that is a good story. I'm so, <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. I am shook. Oh, good times. Good luck beating that one, guys. I just, I don't even know. Okay, story number six. Let me start off with I love family photos. Um, I love kids. Oh, I love the kids interacting and playing. I love the parents getting all dressed up, the reaction the mom has 
to the photos once they're all delivered and seeing them hanging in people's houses. Everything about them, I love it. But this one, this one I was not prepared for. This client was referred to me. It was five kids and a mom and a dad. Okay, not too crazy. The kids' ages ranged from 17 to 5, so there was a bit of a range. The mom and I had set a day and a location. She wanted a certain vibe for the photos, so I totally understood. It was super easy. The day of the session, I made sure to grab some snacks for everyone and um, and some drinks. Uh, I always do that when there are kids involved. Food is a good bribery tool. Hey, that's actually super smart and like what a good customer service thing you could do for people and client experience. Love that. Okay, I get to the location, park and start going over my gear. I went over my gear and realized that they weren't there yet. Oh, I went over my gear and realized they weren't there yet. I waited a little longer trying to be patient when I see a text that they are almost there. Almost. Uh, was 20 minutes late. I blew it off. Whatever. There are a lot of people to get ready, right? Okay, now the start of the session was great. I feel like I'm reading this like a two-year-old, but (laughs) okay. Now the start of the session was great. The kids were laughing and pretending to like each other. (laughs) Ha ha ha. The parents were laughing. It was awesome. I decided to move to an area for a different backdrop, and that's when things went downhill. Now the mom and I discussed this certain area, and it was a must for her. When the kids got to the area, they all changed. The mood had turned and not in a good way. The older boys started to pick on the younger ones. The 11-year-old started confronting his 16-year-old brother for stealing his tablet and watching inappropriate videos on it. Oh, no. Uh, Until it didn't work anymore, which is something I totally needed to hear all about. The five-year-old wouldn't smile to save my soul. He clung to his mom like a suckerfish. I tried to ease the tension. I decided to have them all walk towards me in a line, mix it up, start over maybe. No, the 16-year-old started throwing up gang signs, which didn't stop. I actually left worried I didn't get any of him without these gang signs. The 17-year-old tripped the five-year-old and told him it was an accident. The five-year-old retaliated with the middle finger and a few choice words for his older brother at this point i turned to the parents for some assistance they both ignored it acting like nothing was happening at all i have to say that was the longest hour of my life oh Oh my gosh what the heck i can just like visualize you're just like there taking like these sweet family photos and then all of a sudden like all hell breaks loose and the kids are like screaming and yelling profanities at each other and just like going crazy and the parents the poor parents are probably just like "Uh, uh, let's just pretend like that's not happening i mean i say poor parents but like really they definitely should have probably stepped up and like been of assistance like it's one thing like you as the professional and as the business owner and photographer to to you know pose people direct people like tell them what to do that kind of thing but i mean there's a line especially with the kids like you aren't the parent and there is like that awkward boundary of like okay i can't yell at your kids necessarily i'm not their parent so like are you gonna do something uh i feel for you in this situation like i just i don't even know that's crazy i hope the photos turned out good and Oh man, that is, uh, that is intense. And the gang signs, holy cow, like why? I would probably slap my kid if he started doing that or like flipped his brother off or something. Like, no, no, nope, nope, nope. Ah, okay. Anyway, let's move on. Story number seven says, okay, basically my 
blank story and absolute blank up. <laughs> there are profanities that I will not be saying, but it made me laugh. Um, it was Labor Day weekend and I had a senior shoot planned for the Tuesday after Labor Day. I will never plan a shoot after a three-day weekend again. Being that I have, oh, being that I have Mondays off at my job, I completely, it completely threw me off and I thought Tuesday was Monday. So I went to work on Tuesday without any of my gear because it was in my head that it was Monday and I had the shoot tomorrow. My phone is always with me at my desk, but this one time I left it charging in the conference room and normally don't do that. So the poor mom is at the meeting place. I end up working an hour of overtime at my desk job. And when I finally get to my phone, she has called and texted. And when I put the pieces together, I cried, literally cried. I felt so crabby. So I called her back and she was very upset, but also understanding. And not to mention this was all with all the wildfires going on near my town so we actually would have had to cancel anyways because it got dark around 3 p.m that day with heavy smoke so in all it worked out but oh my lord i felt like the crappiest person in the world oh man we've all been here i just i read this and i just think about situations that i've experienced that were similar i don't think i've ever fully forgotten a session but like there's definitely been days where like I don't know, something crazy will happen or like I will almost forget or no, whatever. Or like I forget. Oh, what was it? There was a wedding where I forgot like my camera strap and I had, you know, two cameras and I just couldn't wear any of them around my neck or like around my harness or anything. I just had to carry around two cameras all day, like in my hands. It was just, it was so bad. Um, but yeah, I mean, there this kind of stuff, especially when you're just getting started, like it happens. I'm glad that it all worked out. I'm glad that it was a smaller session versus like a wedding. That would be, that's like my worst nightmare. Um, but you know, I think in a situation like this, like it seems like you have it handled and everything worked out just fine. Um, obviously if she was like super upset and like demanding a refund and all that stuff, I would say if anybody else is in a situation like that, um, you know, you probably could give it to them or should give it to them at that point, but I wouldn't necessarily like do a shoot for free. Like people make mistakes and all that kind of stuff. So don't, don't just necessarily automatically like jump to one way or the other, see how willing to compromise they are or if they end up being like super terrifying and like coming after you and, and they're super upset with you, then just refund and be done with it and just don't do another shoot or something. But um, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Um, this actually also just <laughs> shameless plug moment, but um, is another reason why I love HoneyBook so much is that it keeps track of all these things. It schedules everything for me and it sends me reminders when I have something booked. So I never have to forget um, anything like this because I'll get like notifications on my phone, however many I want type of thing. So um, it's very, very helpful. If you guys want a discount on HoneyBook and want to learn more about HoneyBook and all the things that it can do for your business, then you can go to sarahelrod.com slash HoneyBook and claim your discount. Okay, I'm only going to do two more stories. So this is the second to last one. So story number eight, um, it says, my business horror story, not that bad, but had to share 
a good laugh. Um, it was actually my first bad review and led me to not photograph families as much anymore. I was hired for a shoot for this family of five during the fall of 2019, and everyone seemed super excited except for the son who had to be almost 30. <clears throat> the entire time, he wouldn't stand anywhere near the family or look at me or smile, and I straight up would tell him to smile, and I was like, your mom paid for these photos, smile in a few. Well, he didn't, and the most photos we got... And most photos, he was pouting and not looking at me or his back was turned to his family. It was so bad. But I don't think, I don't, oh, but I didn't know these people at all. So I was like, okay, maybe he's just like that. I don't know. Not my job to parent a 30-year-old. So I did my best, edited as many as I could and returned the photos. Well, the mom was convinced I was hiding the photos of him smiling. And when I told her I literally returned every single photo I had, she was livid, posted to my Facebook that I can't provide what my clients wanted and couldn't do my job, basically. I will even send you a photo just so you can see it for yourself. Anywho, I did, in fact, block her because I was so mad that she would do that. Not to mention I was sick with COVID when she started dragging me and harassing me so I was literally on and out of the argument oh I was literally in and out of urgent care uh while this woman's trying to pull me down <laughs> well props to you for keeping such a positive mindset um I have so many flashbacks just by hearing this story because there I've honestly been in like super similar situations where like um guys and it always seems to be the guys because like let's be honest guys don't usually like having pictures done and I get it however most guys that I photograph like no matter how much they like don't want to do photos they're able to just like suck it up and like make the best of it um whether that be with their family or it's with their girlfriend or whatever um you know they do it because they just know that's like the right and polite thing to do but I have been in situations like this where the guys are just so stubborn and they just like do not do anything you ask them to do and I don't know if they think they're being like funny and like maybe at first it's like haha okay whatever like be weird but then like after a while it's like okay like we're gonna just keep sitting here and like not getting this done like the longer you are difficult like the longer we're gonna have to stand here and do this so you can either shape up and be a part of it or you can just stand here for hours I guess so that's super frustrating and for the mom to like come at you like that I'm just I'm so curious what she was doing like during this shoot like are, do you not see your son over here just like not cooperating like did she think he was like I don't know at that point I probably would have just like straight up called him out in front of everybody like maybe you did I don't know but been like hey bro like you're gonna have every single photo not smiling if you don't smile and like I don't know maybe even talk to the mom afterwards and be like I don't know what you want me to do like he wasn't smiling like I think we got some good ones but this is you know he's literally not doing anything that I was saying and I don't even know that's just crazy that she would come after you like that you would think she in that moment would see that he's not cooperating but that's super frustrating um and I get like the bad reviews you can if you feel like a bad review is unjustified you can either dispute it through whatever platform they commented on 
to have it removed or what I like to do if anybody were to ever do that I would probably just respond to it and share my side of the story at the end of the day like one bad review really is probably not going to hurt you and if you give your side of the story and they give their side of the story then like you can leave it up to everybody else who's like you know reading that review they can you know take whatever side that they want to take at that point um but yeah, I would just respond professionally, but directly to those bad reviews and say, hey, look, like, actually, this is what happened. Like, I'm sorry that you feel this way and that this happened, but blah, 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 blah. Hope you have a great day. And like, I would say, like, this is how I solved that that issue. I deleted every single photo we had. Like, you know, also go in that in that response and say how you solved it so that people reading even if they're like oh she had like this bad experience but then they read how you resolved it it's like okay like cool she at least fixed her mistakes or whatever even though I don't think that's your fault in this situation but anyway um gosh that is so crazy and so frustrating I just I cannot okay so we are on our last story of the day um so here we go. Uh, there's a bunch of screenshots that I'm going to read and some of these are long. So I'm sorry if I butcher this and read it like a four-year-old. Okay. So this says a fellow agent, um, by the way, this is from a realtor. So just so you understand, uh, a fellow agent called me a couple months ago and asked if I would go show a client a house with him because the client was an older lady and said she felt more comfortable if a female was there with her. So she wasn't alone with my male colleague. Which was totally fine. I understood completely, so I agreed because I wanted her to feel safe. So I arrived to the house super early to get ready for the showing and waited until my colleague got there. Once he did, we waited around for the client. The appointment time came and went, and when 20 minutes had passed, I gave her a call. Turns out she was at the wrong house down the street, which wasn't even for sale, by the way. Like, she was just in front of somebody's house. Whoops. Uh, I was a little confused as to how she got the address wrong, considering she was the one who sent it to us waiting to see it. So I explained to her that the actual address was just about two blocks down the road, and if she drove in that direction, she would see me. 15 more minutes pass, and she still isn't there. So I get in my car and drive to another house, and she is gone. At this point, I'm getting upset and give her another call. And at this point, I'm getting upset and give her another call, and she sends me a voicemail. Sends me two voicemail. Five minutes later, I get a text asking, how much is that house you wanted me to see that you were at? I very politely, while internally screaming, texted her saying that the house at the address you sent us wanting you wanted to see is listed at x amount of dollars whatever the amount was i don't remember she responds back saying i can't afford that keep in mind the price is always listed on zillow where she found this house from but at this point nothing is surprising me so i responded something along the lines of asking her what her price range was and apologizing because i assumed since she wanted to see the home and possibly purchase it it was in her price range. I also invited her to my office where we could have a meeting and narrow down exactly what she was looking for. She left me on red and not only, not only did she dip out without saying anything and I never would have, without saying anything, I never would have known had I not given her a call. Spent two hours of my day waiting around and prepping a house for showing for a client that wasn't even mine and I was only there to make her comfortable per her request. Needless to say, it was not a fun day. 
Ah, uh, that's so frustrating. I can't even imagine. Like, I first of all, the, uh, being a realtor just it seems like fun, but it also seems like really hard. Like, I can't even imagine some of the people that you probably encounter in the situations that you're in. Like, props to you. Um, that is super frustrating. But I think you did a really good job staying professional and like making the client happy. You know, even when she was probably made you want to rip your hair out, like offering a solution offering an alternative um and being clear with her so i'm really sorry that happened to you but it sounds like you handled it really well and really professionally so thank you for sharing um and hopefully you never have to be put in that position again um gosh take it as a learning experience that's crazy my goodness all right well you guys that is all we have for today this episode ended up being a lot longer than I thought it was going to be actually um but these stories were so fun to read um if nothing else I hope this was just like a good chuckle for you guys um hopefully there are some takeaway points from some of these stories on what you should and should not do in your businesses I think pretty much all of you handled things really really well um so props to all of you guys that sent in your stories and um we will definitely do another episode like this one in the future so if this is an episode that you like make sure that you go to the Instagram and comment on the post um and let me know what you guys think, what your favorite story was. If you guys have any of your own stories you want to um, publicly say, you can comment on there or you can send me a DM on Instagram too at the Branded Cowgirl Podcast. Make sure if you didn't do it earlier, you go join the Facebook group. Um, there's new updates and episodes, links and all the things in there every week. Um, and also, if you don't mind, please head on over to Apple Podcasts really, really quick to leave a review on this show if you enjoy it and you want to continue to see all this free content um, in the future and it helps spread the word and get it out there for everyone else to enjoy and listen as well. So thank you guys so much for being here and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye guys.